is a god of the game. Step aside the Kohlis and the Dhonis. It's time for our new heroes. Neeraj Chopra, Rani Rampal, Srijesh, Mirabai and many many more have made us realize sports is not just about winning. It's also about emotions as shown by Messi in his final goodbyes to Barcelona. Is Lukaku moving to Chelsea, Romero to Spurs and it's NBA draft time. Let's go. Indian athlete has won an Olympic gold medal guys and that too in the athletic section let that sink in guys for a while but in that time let's also welcome Ishan to the episode hi guys so very proud to be an indian a very rare 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 feat uh, and we are so excited to talk about the olympics and we want to start off with neeraj chopra so bala over to you yes so Olympics after hosting like about 11,090 athletes across 339 events in 33 different sports Olympics 2020 finally ended yesterday that is on Sunday 8th of August today it's 9th of August Monday and it's about 12:12 p.m. right now it was a grand and a beautiful closing ceremony the baton has been officially handed over to Paris 2024 now but we will have to start with India's impressive show a total of 7 medals the best ever for our country so far ever in the history of olympics uh, four bronzes two silvers and one gold and that too like not just a gold it was like a commanding performance in the finals our best olympics ever tons and tons of positives but as ishan said ishan let's start with our golden boy chopra unbelievable i think India was all India. The Indian contingent almost did foggy time. I remember two weeks ago when we were talking about the Indian contingent at the Olympics, we were pretty depressed. We were, you know, we had one medal and we didn't do shit. And but at the like the fag end of the Olympics, boy, you know, I don't know what happened. They what chucked the India together in a room or what swades. AR Rahman sang a beautiful song for them. I don't know what happened, but whatever it ha- whatever happened worked. but neeraj chopra and it was such a smart tactic if you look at how he went about stra- his strategy in the javelin throw he gave it all in his first throw knowing that it has to be his first throw to go the max distance otherwise you know there was a german german kind of athlete vetter who was one of the you know highest ranked javelin throwers he was going to be his main challenger and he knew that you know they will have multiple attempts so his first throw about 87.65 is it feet is it meters meter meter meters was highest like went the furthest by a margin actually there was the austrian who came second was i think 1 meter short czechoslovakia czech republic sorry czech republic sorry czech slovakian who czech slovakia silver and bronze yeah czech yeah. and silver and bronze yeah he was 1 meter short but boy many you know when you think about the india and an olympics everything outside that track is what we associate india to get a medal in for neeraj chopra to do what he did you know in a javelin you know was just it's one of the greatest moments for indian sport by far because nobody even thought india was capable of winning anything on the track so amazing amazing performance by india as a whole congratulations to everyone but you know it also after the olympics ended i was a little sad you know every after every olympics we talk about 
our infrastructure sucks you know like there's such great athletes if you give them the facilities the infra you never know we might be a a force of nature in you know track and field and other other sports as well and you just get hit like hit with that reality that you know yes cricket is our number one sport but ye sport ko bhi bhav do yaar like you have champions coming out of nowhere give them some like give youngsters some you know leverage started in schools start athletics scholarships in schools that's how you will build that culture like north america america usa they offer the athlete, athletics starts in school they get college admissions because of it so if that culture starts in india you never know there might be one day an olympics contingent where we are the favorites for track and field over anybody else true true talking about giving bhav to other sports talk about women's hockey especially women's hockey i mean hockey in general we can talk about but in general in specific to women's hockey we did cover a bit of that during the last episode in a very quick way but i just want to make sure that we give a proper uh, applaud and proper uh, uh, the proper appreciation to that to the team and to the entire staff like they came back after a couple of losses they won their last game against south africa the last group game against south africa and from there in the quarter finals defeating the aussies and almost did it against uh, i think they lost the semi finals to argentina and lost their uh, bronze medal match to great britain see they didn't win a medal now that's where my point is coming from not all the athletes and not all the players who won a medal should be appreciated but they were a ton of brilliant performances we'll list them all out as we move along but indian hockey women's hockey has to be on top uh they made a pretty big noise and made the entire nation notice them great job i'm pretty sure like there are tons of people tons of women from 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 tier 2 tier 3 cities even tier 1 cities want to take hockey as a professional sport so the the indian uh, hockey federation uh, and someone like star sports or sony sports like they can probably cash in on this uh i'm talking in a very business sense but i'm saying like that will also actually help the sport to develop so if you create more audience but i was reading i was reading a india today article about the situation of the women's hockey team before this olympic you know expedition happened uh they were, they had about three or four foreign coaches who were really good but the moment they started being really good they were moved to the men's team uh so i just before the olympics the women's team 25 members of the women's hockey team actually took a stand saying that we want to do it ourselves we'll find a coach and we'll do it ourselves and that's where i can't pronounce his name slord marine huh. came came who had a what a what a journey for him as well like i saw him you know it was a proper kabir khan moment when you saw him crying where the yeah. indian team celebrate you, you you don't see that happen too often especially in a sport like hockey which nobody talks about it was just stories were made this olympics and i hope you know administration the government focus on these moments and make this more often make this happen more often uh, because there truly is potential in this country to you know do really big things in sports see winning a medal winning doing really well in olympics is yes it's a medal it's 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 uh, india uh, will appear on the list of medals tally in olympics but beyond that it's a story it's an inspiring story of an athlete who overcame a lot of difficulties in a country like india 
to go to play that sport at a professional level to go and represent india at olympics and to produce a performance that was medal worthy it's a great story and that's why i i mean it's not like preference but i actually like uh, a team performance more than individual performance because when a team performs we have at least 20 stories there is just the, the the team yeah. the the coaching staffs there are 20 different stories and very well said so, right it is great yes. it's really really great uh covering the other other individual medalists wrestling we have been doing very well in wrestling over a period of time and this time also we didn't i mean there was a slight disappointment we'll talk about that later but from a positive standpoint ravi kumar dahiya won silver and bajrang punia one of our medal favorites won bronze and a pretty impressive display again in wrestling we have been doing well in that field for a while lovelina and sindhu won respective uh, uh when when bronzes in their respective category which is boxing and uh, badminton singles so apart from all these medal winning athletes i want to focus a bit more on the athletes who actually couldn't win a medal but they actually did produce an impressive performance made us all notice them we spoke a lot about the women's hockey team but uh someone like aditi ashok wow indians getting up early morning on a saturday <laughs> watching golf <laughs> where as where it has been it has never happened before yeah we had we had some great men golfers uh we had jyoti randhawa etc who've done great things for men's hockey in india but aditi ashok man she was so close she was in the silver position going into the last day last round the fourth round and she just missed out on bronze at the end of the 18 holes but it was out of the blue like wow i didn't even know that there was an indian contestant in uh, athlete doing playing golf till there was news that you know she's almost going to win a silver so unbelievable story for her as well i was reading up about her great story great like she also doesn't didn't start from like great means and to do it in golf which is also considered in courts an elite sport uh to do it there amazing but yeah i mean who else who else was really shown for you who probably didn't win a medal bala for india so our uh, 4 into 400 meters relay team they created an asian record they couldn't win it table tennis players manika batra sutita mukherjee i mean manika batra won i think reached round 3 which is in itself is a great achievement yeah. for indian table tennis Sumit Nagal won a game. I mean, eventually lost to Medvedev, I believe, yeah. who is number two. I think number two or number three in world right now. Fuad Mirza and Equestrian. Nobody even know what Equestrian yeah. is, but we were following a player who was doing that. C. A. Bhavani Devi in fencing. The first time I think ever India contested in fencing, and she won a game. She lost the second round. These are these are people should be focused. People should not forget these performances because see. the the i'm i'm not trying to stereotype here but there is this this lot of this positive wave at this point of time and our uh, most of our parents uh, who don't know how to channel that passion they'll just put everyone all of their kid now go do a javelin throw like no you are good in running no no please do javelin throw because that's yeah. where we won gold so don't do that because i uh, so there's this uh, there's this person i know he's a is a sports analyst he does a lot of a uh, guest lectures and all in uh, in iims so he was saying so he had a startup a cricket startup back in 2007 so when india won the t20 world cup the next day they received some 15 20 random phone calls from parents stating that are please uh, 
take my son like make him a cricketer <laughs> like make him a cricketer and all that thing like so i agree that that passion is there which is good which is which is very good but let them continue wherever they want to continue don't make them focus on the gold winning sport only there are millions of other sports where we can excel and we can still win a gold and do very well so just to finish off that message as you pointed out the the brilliant point you uh, uh, brought in during the initial discussion which is about as a country us supporting these games uh, being a part of this journey it's very important i mean i'm not saying like go and start follow a new game it's okay if you can do that very well awesome but there are a lot of small small things that you can do like if you are a parent who have like a 5 year old or a 6 year old make sure you watch a game with that kid yeah be it any game be it be it cricket be it football be it hockey be it whatever watch a game let the kid see you emote let the kid see you be happy when you win or yeah. see see your other side when you lose i mean don't get too emotional and start breaking things and <laughs> swear you swear words and, and also that's not advisable that's not very advising but see it's very important and and if you are a family if you have the uh, luxury of getting together as a family getting together as friends make sure that you have sport as a conversation a family conversation you, you talk sport in the dinner table I, i don't know i'm just like throwing out things because these are the things that will motivate kids as they are young to get into this this uh this field and and to be honest Anyways. there is no greater sporting event in the world than the olympics meaning if you get your child to just watch the olympics like watch anything there are many sports going on on the olympics watch anything it will just open up their minds to an entire world of competition unity you know they become world citizens just by watching an olympics and that's the power of sports and that's the power of olympics and it will never be beaten by any other sporting event yes we go crazy bala and i go crazy with champions league you premier league whatever but they they pale in comparison to the impact a gold medal or a medal or even participation happen that matters to smaller countries right i remember micronesia in sydney 2000 took part they had two contestants but the pride in their face when they were doing the opening ceremony you know you're representing your country that is what sports is about right so if every kid watches just the olympics they will be sports fans for life super Let's move on to the next topic and just a final congratulations to all the athletes everyone and one big kudos to the entire team that worked day and night to make this happen under all these tough circumstances so brilliant wonderful and we will totally look forward to Paris 2024 Paris has become the center of sporting activity in the world. So, looks like today I saw <laughs> I saw Bagban on YouTube. Huh. It was the Barcelona official TV channel was <laughs> broadcasting Bagban. Uh, And while watching it like watching the movie, I started crying as well. <laughs> I didn't know why, but I was no, but on a serious note, we were seeing I think one of the probably one of the most emotional moments I've come across in football in my lifetime not because of a player leaving a club but in the way he was made to leave um for people who don't know what the hell we're talking about we're talking about Lionel Messi hmm. 
who yesterday officially said goodbye to Barcelona and Spanish, the Spanish La Liga. And it was just surreal, I felt, you know, I... I actually felt like oh, when we used to watch WWE, na, when we used to have Raw versus SmackDown, and I thought Messi would just fucking tear his suit and then it will be a Basa journey and say that, hey, bitches, I'm still here. <laughs> and But I was just waiting for that moment, but it didn't start. It was just surreal to watch one of the, one of me, the greatest footballers ever break down and be so... So, what's it called? So human. vulnerable. So human. Yeah, so human. Like, you're right. Like, he was inconsolable and I'm a Real Madrid fan, but I got damn emotional. Like, I was I was in tears because you don't see that happen many times in football. And like, when he said that, I wish I had my last match in front of the new camp. I didn't even get that opportunity. You know, you sometimes some players don't deserve what they get. And this is one of one of the biggest examples of that. And yeah, so I'm not going to talk more about it. You should because you're the fan. But <laughs> football will be the same again, for sure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, see, we have discussed a lot. In fact, we made a special episode for this last week. I mean, sorry, the last episode was a special episode for this. Uh, but yeah, you, whatever you summed up, I agree to that. But at the end of the day, what I thought was, yes, this was a, a breakup, a necessary breakup, but still a breakup. So it, there was there was a bit of emotions. But TK, at the end of the day, uh, in a, in, if, if you take a step back and look at the larger scheme of things, this is pretty much necessary for Barcelona to move on. Yes, agree the way it happened, how it happened, no one couldn't do anything about it. But uh, the legacy is not spoiled. And at least like he had a great chance to at least address the media, address his teammates, the club, and to save his final, to say his final goodbyes. So anyway, pretty much that's over. And uh, it seems that his move to PSG is imminent. Pretty much everything is done. Only the final yeah. medical and uh, signing of the final contract, the official stuff needs to happen. Uh, they were trying to unveil him on uh, Eiffel Tower, but I'm not sure whether that's happening or not. You know what I'm scared for is like next year, they will interview Sergio Ramos and Ramos will say Messi is the best player I've ever played with. <laughs> it's my biggest fear. <laughs> oh, God. No, but but as I was saying, as I was saying, going back to my Bhagwan point, which is very important, uh, Hema Malini, if Amitabh Bachchan was Messi, Hema Malini, uh, because Amitabh Bachchan left, has injured herself and himself, yeah. Hema Malini being Sergio Aguero. <laughs> Uh, I said, "Mujhe nahi khelna hai Messi ke bina," and so he had. I think he ran himself into his chair while playing Fortnite, and has injured himself and is out for the next ten months. No, no. What do you say about that? Ten months. I saw it was ten weeks. I thought I thought it's ten weeks. He's out. Is it? No, no. Yeah, you're right. He's out till end of November, ha. which is ha, about two and a half months. That's yeah. what I saw. But yeah, I mean, he will. He yeah. won't be back till then. But it's actually reduced one problem for Barca because they haven't registered any of them yet. <laughs> oh my God! But still, hey, but see, Barca, coming back to Barcelona, Barcelona, they played really well. Yeah, they already won a trophy, huh? Joan Campbell Trophy. Yeah. They already have won a trophy. And they beat Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. I was like, they played really well. I just saw the highlights. I couldn't watch the match, obviously. Seems that they played pretty well. But then Memphis Dev Pi played 
played pretty well but he can't play against real sociedad uh, which is their first game next week because he hasn't got registered yet so barcelona still have a lot to sort out before they begin the season anyways yeah but the season that has started in league a the french league has started psg defeated troyes 2-1 their first game yeah. mari maro icardi scored probably his final goal for PSG because with Messi coming in I don't think uh, P- Icardi will be anywhere around that PSG I think he's the 7th seventh, seventh, uh, backup striker for PSG now also Messi uh, doesn't like uh, I think Icardi na? Messi has problems with Icardi everyone who's Argentinian it seems has problems with Icardi <laughs> but meaning, but what a team man like what the hell yeah you're potentially going to have Mbappe yeah. Neymar and Messi as a starting forward line when and then you probably have di maria and icardi on your bench uh, they can literally like rest players and play them whenever they feel like they can take chits and say this will be the starting 11 so messi can have his mate like he loves having sipping on it and then come on for 10 minutes score a free kick and that's a good game <laughs> so it's going to be a it's going to be interesting to and i'm very excited to watch psg yeah. i'm guessing everyone in the world will be watching psg play every stupid game uh, not only champions league now i don't think liga is being telecasted in india so i'm not sure what's going to happen to that will mtv stop uh, showing la liga and start showing liga we don't know that that's going to happen now if there's one season i don't want to watch real madrid it's this so it's fine <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's going to be crazy. And PSG did a Galacticos assembly without even having to spend a lot of money. That has to be the biggest coup ever. Like, it cannot be... Yes. Yeah. For people who don't know, as Bala is saying, PSG have signed, officially signed Sergio Ramos, Gianluigi Donnarumma and Wijnaldum on a free. And Messi. I'm not saying Messi because it's not happened as yet. Anything can happen. I still feel he's going to tear that shirt and it's going to be Barcelona. You, <laughs> until he lands in Paris, I don't know. Uh, but four potential players, four probably the best players you can ever buy for forget buying for free. Unbelievable and they already have a great team. So PSG are going to like the the pressure on them to win this year's Champions League. Oh my God. Yeah. Meaning, wow. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Think about Pochettino for a second, right? Like one and a half years back or two years back when he was with Tottenham, he had to cry so hard, so hard to Daniel Levy and finally got a tangy in Dombele. <laughs> Now, he just needs to point fingers with Ramos, Messi, Donnarumma. <laughs> he got uh, tangy in Dombele. Now he's getting salty, Messi. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Oh wow. Oh good one. Great. <laughs> Now talking uh-huh. about these big transfers. See, we have been talking about that this transfer window is going to be one of the biggest in the history. We have been saying this uh 2 months before the transfer window even started and it is proving out to be one of the greatest because Lukaku to Chelsea. Wow. Where did that come from? I have no idea, but I and we've discussed this. I am not in agreement with this deal. The basic pro- idea was Chelsea's first preference was Haaland for but Dortmund wanted nothing less than 175 million which is ridiculous and for people who don't know Haaland is going to be a free agent next year so he's going to be open to discussion no no actually 
small uh, correction he's not going to be a free agent but there's going to be a release clause yes, sorry going he's going to have a release so, clause of 75 million next year uh, which means yes. that chelsea will no longer be just a favorite just one of the only applicants for haland he might go anywhere uh, so 175 million seemed a lot for them so they chose uh, say a 10 year elder haland in a way and went for romelu lukaku uh, who is by the way next chelsea player who only was there for 10 months uh, but he comes back to the premier league for 125 is it 125 million yeah i think it's about uh, yeah 125 million euros i believe i think i saw about 110 million pounds which is a lot of money for i believe for romelu lukaku yeah. i know he's be- he's become he's a very different player than what he was at man united but a lot of what he did was due to antonio conte this is a different manager i don't know how it will work but yeah they were crying out for a forward because timo werner cannot write goal on a microsoft word document <laughs> uh forget scoring one uh so they need that i think he'll fit in great because there's so many providers like there are so many guys yeah. who can provide the ball to romelu lukaku uh, they were havertz they were pulisic zayek everyone and so i think he's going to be a good signing i don't know how will he be ground breaking will he be a didier drogba i don't know yeah he is he's definitely going to be a great signing See, the moment i heard lukaku or chelsea is going for lukaku my first thought was why city aren't going for lukaku if lukaku is available why city aren't going for lukaku because again one of the they also need a striker and lukaku has shown after moving to inter that he is not just a physical player like how he was with united with everton etc like he showed that he can he can be a much more sleeker much more faster much more fitter and also someone who um, understand the tactics understand the tactics understand the game at a tactical level and and move accordingly so i thought i was a little surprised that if lukaku was available why city wasn't going why they had to go and pay 150 million for kane when lukaku was available at 120 million say i i still i would still take 120 million lukaku or 150 million kane at least this lukaku at least so it's a great signing chelsea again with the signing of lukaku they are suddenly looking extremely strong it's like you have this entire jumble all assembled only one piece missing and like lukaku yeah. goes and sits there it looks like a threatening a scary team right now suddenly chelsea are still, looking extremely I, scary i still feel i know they, uh, chelsea are looking strong i still have doubts about their defense uh if there is you know there is one like a few weaknesses there thiago silva's touching 50 now uh, they've got christiansen and you know i don't know zuma plays or doesn't play i don't know you barely notice him uh rudiger but the, i think defense is a weak point but to i actually am a have a contrarian thought to use i would pick kane any day over romelu lukaku hmm. no matter like yes the pricing is a little 150 million probably a little too much for harry kane but i for, for me kane is the epitome of a center forward uh which and he fits into what pep does if you look at pep's teams throughout he never had a proper other than lewandowski never had a proper striker like a you know guy who's in the box and scores he's always had True. you know those fluid players who keep scoring like he had thierry henry obviously messi uh so i think that's probably why he doesn't fit into the ethos of manchester city 
and if you look at how city has you know set up they focus on british talent yeah you know we keep city saying that city spend a lot of money but they spend a lot of money on british talent you know they spent kyle walker raheem sterling stones uh, foden then grealish now so it they're actually paying a lot of money and keeping it within the country which is great so yeah talking about other transfers one another great transfer happened which is christian romero from atlanta to spurs again a very good transfer a very solid defensive player someone yes. Tottenham badly need I think it's a very very smart and a very very sensible signing so we will get to see a lot of Christian Romero at Spurs and to round off all the football discussions City or uh, Manchester City lost to Leicester City in the Community Shield Leicester won the game 1-0 through a Kelechi Natural penalty City were uh, without most of the English players Jack Grealish came on as a sub uh did something but yeah not very effective he he did whatever he could he's lost his last three finals oh yeah correct fa cup final one efl cup final come no very yeah 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 true that's right and all three different finals yeah that's very yeah that's also cool. euros but he didn't play but euros yeah euros also then it's four actually that's great awesome uh so city lost they were without de bruyne they were without sterling foden and played many of the english players didn't start stones walker no one started so understandably they were a little weaker and on the other hand leicester played a pretty much their full strength team and impressively won the game won and lifted the community shield now before moving on to a final discussion of the day we will quickly give you a heads up that uh, we will be back to doing two episodes per week because the season is starting this weekend this is saturday epl starting la liga starting so we'll do a thursday night recording we'll do a quick preview of the season we'll talk about some teams plus minus transfers etc so that's about it for football but before we wrap up this five this episode we will do a quick round up of nba draft ishan if you can give our listeners and me an idea of what a draft is how it happens bala before we start on the nba do you want to talk about how day 5 in a test match happens in england <laughs> it's that has never happened na so what is the point of talking about oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it was a disappointing end guys i mean the game was actually pretty good all the four days it was pretty good just the fact that it was a dampener when it was heading up to a great finish a dampener yeah it was heading up to a great finish and then it just like the rain came and played spoil sport you know which game this reminded me of so india australia game uh, 2004 chennai so i went and saw the third days game i went and saw the fourth days game and the when end of fourth day it was nicely set up uh, we required about 200 runs to win the we matlab india required 200 runs to uh, win the game last day sevag was in great form yuvraj was opening that time we had no openers Tendulkar wasn't playing, so next day I bunked college. I went to the stadium to watch the game, but all I could see was rain. Uh, it ended, so it was a pretty dampening end. So it this reminded me of that game. Uh, but to round off that, you want to add any points to that? How India performed? How England performed? I think it was the as you said, final day was very finely balanced. We got a great fifty runs in the fourth day, and we had the momentum going. 
but i think the last time we were touring england we had three chases and we failed all of them and two of them were under 200 uh so there was that kind of balance anything could happen you know two three wickets down england are back in the game but i want to give a big shout two big shout outs in the game for me uh joe root what a what a flawless century that was under pressure and jaspreet bumrah man wow like that guy is just one of the finest fast bowlers we've ever had unbelievable swinger of the ball and he still does it so great looking forward to the second test but now it's time for the nba two things major things that happened in the last couple of weeks the nba draft happened which happens every year for people who are not familiar with the nba draft i will tell you how it happens but i will just give make it very easy for you previously last about 4 years ago the draft was the first pick so generally the first pick in a draft and these are all players coming in from college be it freshmen so in america you can either be a freshman and apply for the nba you have to you know register and say okay i have registered for the nba or you could do your college education go till fourth year and then apply for the nba so people you know there was a lot of political weight and pressure put because if people you know apply for the nba and they get injured they've not even finished college there was a lot of risk in that so generally america the american government actually started promoting that they you know college players will actually get paid so that they finish their education as well as do basketball and then they can apply for the nba but there are some talents who are just so good that they know they're going to make it big so just to give so they start as freshmen they apply for the nba draft so who gets the first pick as i was saying about 4 years ago the first pick always went to the bottom the bottom feeder of last season the problem with that model was midway so an nba season is 82 games regular season right what happened was that clubs teams that realized that they were never going to make the playoffs actually deliberately starting losing losing games they used to bottle it deliberately which became a huge problem because think of it this way you're paying you're in the city you're a fan of the club you're paying money to you know watch a game and you're watching your team crumble deliberately they're playing their fourth fifth string squad uh, yeah very unsportsmanship yes yeah. so what the nba did was for the bottom 3 teams there will be a lottery almost like how we do the draws in champion league the random balls that they have to pick up and they get the first second third pick accordingly so generally the bottom team need not be the first pick they might be the third pick as well okay so right. last year the bottom team was the cleveland cavaliers but they got the and as luck would have it they didn't get the first pick they got the third pick okay right so the first second and third are the most prized jewels of college basketball colleges want to retain them for one more year for winning the college championship but they have their ambitions to become nba players so it's similar like in movies right so coming to the point the number one draft pick this year was a player called kate cunningham from oklahoma state he was picked up by the detroit pistons he's a point forward uh great talent is one of the actually one of the prospect people are very excited for because of the sheer potential he has for people who don't know he has a 7 feet wingspan Ooh. can you if you can imagine that that's like that he's tall horizontally 
<laughs> like this the second pick was jalen green who went to the houston rockets and the third was evan mobley who went to the cleveland cavaliers so i just wanted to give you an intro about how drafts work i'm going to we're going to take some time to explain how trades happen you know how the trade logic works is very different from football american sports have very complicated ways of doing trades let me ask a couple of questions then then we can lead up from there sure so first question is uh, can how long these contracts should be is there like a limit that a, a team uh, that picks a player through draft can only give the player a x years contract or so by default a a, a rookie hmm. has a two year contract okay right a two year contract with the club he's been drafted in now that contract is a little it doesn't guarantee him being part of the club he can be part of the b team of the club as well got of it. the basketball club right but it's generally a two year after that he goes into he's open for a long term contract so if i give you an example luka doncic who is probably one he is my favorite player right now in the nba partly because he used to play for real madrid the basketball team uh he was the mvp at 17 years old in the spanish league which is euro league which is one of a very strong european league and then joined the dallas mavericks as a rookie as part of the draft and in his second year he has been given a, a supermax contract a supermax contract is the ceiling a club can get a a basketball club can only offer one supermax contract to a player okay. which basically means that is their like a messi of the okay. club okay so those contracts are generally worth 6 years okay it's a 6 year contract what i think donchit signed a 200 million dollar wow. supermax contract which keeps him in the uh, for the with the dallas mavericks for 6 years right wow. stephen curry just again signed a super, his second supermax for 212 million dollars with the golden state warriors wow. so there are some co- complications for example uh trading can also happen like i want a specific player from you and i'll give you my draft pick for next year okay so if i know i'm a lower side team i know i have a higher draft pick than you would like if a lakers is competing for a championship and they need just one good player to fix make it a very strong playoff team they will say okay give me this player midway through a season and i will give you my draft pick god Got so it. there are a lot of permutation combination there's a veteran trade veterans can sign on a very low fee if they are above 30 or are plus 10 years for 12 years in the nba they can come for really cheap and they can be kept moving around keep moving around across clubs okay yeah, next question saying. next question is uh, can players and clubs deal outside the draft let's say the club gives a player a five year deal or whatever after the fifth year can the player and club again extended outside the draft or the player has to come back to the draft and then get picked is it something like that no no draft is only for rookies acha draft is only for rookies okay got it the nba it. draft every year is for rookies who are from college okay got it now next question There is, is let's say NBA, sorry uh, no question ahead, is when, when they when, similarly like football huh. right there are two transfer windows where trades happen it's called the trade deadline okay. trade deadline happens before a season like in football Mm-hmm. and one happens just before the all star game which is halfway through which is as good as like the winter transfer break okay so similarly just before the nba all stars is halfway through a season where teams know if they have a playoff run or not and they can make emergency trades 
uh, at that time to just build up their squad so that they make a strong playoff run. Got it. Now, when they draft a player, right? Uh, will the clubs already would have spoken to their agents, fixed a fee or something like that, or they pick and then they deal with the player contract, salary, and other stuff? It's all a, that's that's what makes the NBA draft such a great thing. It's never pre-decided. Okay. So what happens is that rookies who are like, say, for example, Kate Cunningham, who's the number one pick, right? Hmm. He will be called for trials for multiple clubs hmm. to come to, like, say, a Boston Celtics and do a tryout. Okay. Uh, come to the Detroit Pistons, whatever. Whoever has a pick. Get do a tryout with them. Mm. Now, what that does is it gives the club an idea of what this player can bring. Mm. So, yes, he is a number one pick, but how much are they willing to sacrifice to get that number one pick? Mm. Okay. So, for example, uh, I'll give you an example. Right, the last year Milwaukee Bucks they will get the la- like probably the last pick, mm. right? Because they are the champs, they won't get a high pick. Correct. But they really want Cade Cunningham as a number one pick. Okay. They will have to probably let go of Giannis. Okay. Wow. Or or Chris Middleton. Okay. Giannis probably too much because Chris uh, Giannis is a super max. But a Chris Middleton type of player to even come close to a top five pick. Hmm. Hmm. So the bottom feeders generally always get the great picks. But if the top teams want a great pick, they have to sacrifice a lot. So you very rarely see that happen. Hmm. I mean, you're saying like you're saying NBA clubs are willing to trade one of their top five or top six player to get a draft pick. I mean, a draft pick, a top three, top four draft pick is that that important? Is it like that big? See, the thing is that it depends how old is your star player, what contract he's on. Okay, and. If, say, for example, he becomes a free agent in ne- next year, he can choose to basically, uh, you know, create, it's called a player option, where basically he can decide to renew with you or he can decline it and then you can either propose a new deal to him or he can go somewhere else. Okay. So one final question then. So like in football, can a player move from a club to club or a team to team when he still has an active contract with the current club? Like a club can yes. buy a player. Okay. Okay. Yes. It's almost like a buyout clause. Got it. Also, there's a buyout clause. There is no negotiation at all. There are complications, but it's a buyout clause. Like it's The thing is that a player, unlike in football, a club can't say, no, I don't want to sell him. Oh, okay. It's always more on the player. Okay. Okay, that's, that's actually great. So that means a club has to do a lot to make sure the player is happy playing for them. So, yeah, that puts a lot exactly. of... That puts a lot of responsibility on the club to make sure the player is happy. Beyond the money, the player is happy playing for the club. That's why the, that's why there's a lot of criticism given thrown at LeBron James, right? LeBron James, basically, it feels like the, he wants a player, he'll tell the Lakers they'll get it. <laughs> so, for example, this year, this season, the Lakers team is like a pension fund. Every player is a veteran. <laughs> and they just got Russell Westbrook, who's Mr. Triple-Double himself. So they're going to be stacked, but they're all above 30. The average age of the Lakers team is 34, wow. which is ridiculous. Hmm. And they let go to acquire Russell Westbrook. They let go of seven young players. So a lot of teams go for make or break seasons. A make or break season is where they put all their eggs in one basket that this is my run. This is the season I've decided to go for the championship. 
they will sell all their assets so they will sell their you know and another important before i conclude it gets confusing people can sell up to 10 years ka draft picks oh oh okay well, can you elaborate that 10 years ka draft so for example Sorry. to make it easy for you, i'll tell you i'll give you an example both of us are clubs right i will say that you give me your star player i will give you my pick for the 2022 wala draft 2023 ka draft 24 ka draft and 25 ka draft so wherever i am placed whatever my pick is i will give you the option what to take what if you it. win the league what if But you I win need the league you, now. you even if you win the league you'll get a last pick you'll get the 30th pick you'll get a pick there are many rounds right there are about 200 odd players who apply oh, for a draft okay. so 30 ke baad wapas ek round hota hai so the second pick second round hota hai third round hota hai and then the players who get undrafted as well god oh that clarifies a lot of questions great so i hope you guys had a quick uh, understanding a quick uh, a tutorial on how nba drafts work i surely did uh, i got a lot of questions answered uh, and uh, i'll look forward to the next round when it is happening if someone wants to look forward to it so the draft is over okay it all happens in one day Oh, okay. so 30 picks happen then the second pick have everyone have everything happens on one day uh now what's happening is a lot of off season trades are happening so as i said russell bryce westbrook moved kyle lowry who's the probably the greatest ever toronto raptors player uh moved to the miami heat uh so they are retiring his jersey number oh. uh in toronto uh because obviously won them a championship the first one and only in their career two two seasons ago in their history two seasons ago uh so it's going to be a very interesting season a uh, lot of players moving around um if you know the balls lonzo ball his father lavar ball was basically they started their own shoe brand called bbb called big baller brand and they were all over tv was his dad was bragging about his three sons so two of their sons are already in the nba and the third has also got drafted wow <laughs> so all three are in the nba wow great super that's one great session on nba guys and uh, as i said thursday we'll get together again we will talk about uh, the seasons that's going to start the 2021 22 season we'll preview epl we'll do you want to give everyone just before we end hmm. the dates of when the la liga premiership and the serie a are starting so that everyone knows so okay so premier league starting this friday night i believe the first game is between arsenal and brentford uh la liga is starting i think friday night or saturday morning i don't remember exactly but yeah weekend definitely seria is starting the week after that so it's not starting on 14th or 15th of august it's starting on 21st or 20th of august so that's when it's starting so liga as i said already started bundesliga again starting this weekend in fact the dfp pokal cup has already started erling haaland has already scored a hat trick so so his season has started <laughs> so there is nothing nothing to be surprised there so yeah exactly so we'll review all sorry we'll preview all this we will uh, talk up more about football or any other transfers that has happened in the next 2 3 days so great until then it is uh, bye from bala bye from ishan see you on thursday guys thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed what you heard please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like they're literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you're listening to it not only helps us but also new listeners to easily find our podcast 
You can also reach out to us on Twitter at the rate Sports Charcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music. You can follow the Jam Room on Facebook at the rate The Jam Room Audio. Bye. Absolutely world class.